Boy, you're looking at two tired men. Two men who have been run through the ringer and came out the other side covered in shit. Yeah, I'm not covered in it anymore. <laughs> I took a shower. <laughs> no, I had a good week. This is like the first week I've gotten back and haven't felt like uh, like taking five like oxys and just like getting in the bath with a toaster. <laughs> no, I'm oh, kidding. Man. Sort of. Don't worry about it, Mom. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> that was uh, a good. I'm the, uh, that opening shift this week, man. 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. Here we go. You you're still doing that? I'm back on it this week. I was closing all of last week. Bro, that's yeah. shit. Trust me, I know. And their conversations have been had. Yeah. And very passionate demands have been made. Yeah. In the hallway. Good. Of the terminal. <laughs> Good. I mean, going back and forth like that is just not healthy. It's bad. No, it's really bad. It's fucking driving me up a wall. Um, let me tell you about this piece of shit company I work for, dude. Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> are they listening? <laughs> I, I fucking hope so. They need to hear this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. No, go I'm not it. gonna oh. go all in on it because it's a lot of it's just work shit and it'll be boring for the listeners, all four of them. But um it's really just they just got their heads so far up their goddamn asses. It's like the, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. The left hand's wiping ass and the right hand's shaking a hand. Like, I don't know. That was terrible. But <laughs> all right. That was awful. The, That's the, just the, how this is the left a, hand's wiping ass and the right hand is shaking ass. What? Shaking a hand. Shaking a hand, but not necessarily the left hand. Because I mean who So there's the three hands. Wants, I mean, who tries to shake a hand while they're wiping their ass? Um, Devin Finn. Oh, well, you know, that dude, that dude used to take shits with the door open until we finally explained to him that that's fucking gross. What a fucking power move. That dude definitely grew up in a house of men, dude. I'm telling you, just like, like, it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Why? Like, why are you? He's just like, what? What do you mean? It's like, you're shitting. <laughs> Wasn't his home growing up like just him, his dad, and his brother? No, well, yeah, for part of it, yeah, okay. for a lot of it, for a lot of it, a lot of it, because that's that's definitely like this dude grew up around men. Like yeah. there were not a lot of <laughs> ladies around. <laughs> his dad had a girlfriend for a long time, and that was kind of like a stepmom figure, I gathered. But I don't think they they I don't, I don't know. I don't want to talk about Devin's family without him knowing that I'm talking about it, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. Generally. That's a, yeah. That's a dude house move. It's just like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean? What am I doing? It's like, you're sitting on the toilet. <laughs> we can wait. We can wait. We don't have to keep having this conversation. I'll talk to Garrett. You fucking lunatic. What the hell? As a man who grew up in a 50, 50 home, there's two men, two women. That shit didn't happen. Well, I grew up. <laughs> see, I grew up in, in a in a in a 60 30 home, but <laughs> that shit was not 60 30. That shit was not 60 30. On paper, it was 66 33, but in real life, it whatever, was 90 whatever. 10. It was yeah. 90 10 Donna. 
Yeah, well, there was no shitting with the door open ever happening. That was not a thing. That was that if that happened, there would be meetings like family meetings, <laughs> discussions about therapy. <laughs> Only one person would have to go, not anybody else. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else anyway. Uh, That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Because only one person has a problem, I guess. I'm all right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing Candyman later in like oh, an hour are. and a half. Yes. Nice. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I don't. Did Jordan Peele direct it or is he I producing have it? No idea. I know his name's attached to it somehow. I, I just feel like found if- out this was coming out because I saw an ad for it on top of a cab. Yeah. You know what's funny? I never mind. Uh, scratch what I just said. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like if it was Jordan Peele, everybody uh, would know about it, right? It'd be, like, be like the talk of the fucking. Yeah, internet. right. Everybody be like Jordan Peele's new movie. Everybody be standing in line. It's like was well, Get Out as good as we thought it was? Was it? I mean, get out! Get out was good. I think it just. I think Get Out really surprised the living shit out of everybody. That's that's what it was. Because I saw Us and it was very iffy. It was like fine. It was like all right. Yeah. I didn't understand the plot at all. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't see Us. Oh, it's like I mean, it it's got like three plots, sort of, or like two plots that are involved with each other, and then. The, this like weird hands across America theme throughout that just makes zero sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I only saw it <laughs> once a couple years ago, but I remember watching it like at the beginning of the movie, they talk about hands across America and all these like tunnels where people go vanish, they vanish. And then all the shit in the movie happens where there's these doubles that are us, quote unquote. And then there's an M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong twist when you learn about, you know, the girl got switched out at a, as a kid or whatever. But then the movie ends and all of the zombies or whatever do hands across America. What? And that's how the movie ends. Okay. And it was just like, uh, what? What just happened? <laughs> like, I feel like Get Out had a really clear message and a really clear, like, beginning, middle and end. Had that yeah. awesome, had that awesome stinger. Why the motherfucking TSA? Like, you know what I mean? Like, hell yeah. Whereas us, it was just kind of like, oh, this is a sophomore movie. Yeah. Although Tim Heidecker was in it, and he was fucking awesome. Who's Tim Heidecker? Tim and Eric. Oh, okay. You should have said Tim from Tim and Eric. I would have known that immediately. <laughs> he was, he, I think he fought himself in a scene, like That's a zombie version rad. of himself with the golf clubs. I remember him fighting one of the zombies with golf clubs, and I'm pretty sure it was him. And he That's lost, awesome. and it was awesome. It was like, <laughs> like it was shot so well, and it looked so. It just looked like Tim from Tim and Eric beating the shit out of himself. <laughs> so That's fucking, fucking great. I think the thing with get out was like i mean to my knowledge it was such an original fucking concept and story yeah i mean who knows it might have you know there might have been some 1930s novella that i don't know about that he adapted it from 
but to me okay i'm glad that i'm glad because to me that shit was fucking fresh and it also like man it hit home when bradley whitford goes you know i voted for barack i would vote for barack obama for a third term if i could oh god it was just like i've said that (laughs) You know that time when you're like very uncomfortable and like your butt tries, you're sitting and like your butt tries to walk yes. away. Yes. <laughs> you're just squirming in a chair. Yes. <laughs> it's like, is that a bad thing? I thought Barack was, was cool, man. I thought we were good with Barack. And you kind of learn about Barack and it's like, oh, he kind of, he was, he was a great, way better than the most of the presidents for most of my life. But he's definitely got a record. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that job without having no, a yeah. record. Yeah, you get a, you get blood on your hands. It's the whole point of the job. Some of the yeah. blood's fun, like Osama bin Laden. That's fun blood. But then sometimes you bomb Doctors Without Borders, and uh, oops, yeah. sorry, <laughs> we thought you were a Taliban encampment. Literally, that happened. Look oh, it up. Dude. I was li- watching fucking Chrissy Chaos. And Chris yeah. had a uh, Shane Gillis on, and he was Chris was saying he is a friend of his, a guy he knows, very close friends with Obama, worked for Obama throughout all his political career, uh-huh. and said so, he said from from the inside, like when you become president, you effectively reach the middle of the government. There's like another whole half of the government that the president has nothing to do with and knows nothing about. I don't buy that. I do. I don't buy that. They're like, he was saying the like middle the of the government, the middle of the government, like the well, president has it? very little to do with like CIA, FBI, that, all that shit. Uh, he can hire uh, and fire people, but that's about all he can do. That's a pretty big power though, dude. If you can get fired by a dude, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. But, um, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of power over somebody. Yeah, being able to hire or fire them. <laughs> I don't buy it. I don't. I think Chrissy gets a little ahead of himself sometimes. And well, gets, Chris isn't the one that said it. Well, but then he did say it. Is the thing <laughs> he relayed that in for me, believed it, and he said it again. So he did say it. Um, and I think that. And I also I'm starting to kind of question how much I believe Chrissy Chaos, Chris DeSifano, because it just seems like this guy just knows someone that has been involved with everything. Well, he's a well-connected man. He's from Bay. Yeah. He's from fucking Bay Ridge. No, he's not. He's from Bushwick. He's from my neighborhood. Motherfucker. <laughs> he's from Ridgewood, Queens, Bushwick. He's uh, but he lives in Bay Ridge now. Anyway, um, <laughs> Uh, I it's just kind of like, I mean, well, who is that one police, not police, baseball player that he said he walked in on fucking like his friend's wife? I missed that story. Oh well, that's ha- that happened. His 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 friend was like had a favorite baseball player, and his wife was that baseball player's uh, physical therapy therapist, and the friend walked in on them fucking, and it's like a famous uh, baseball player. Oh my God! It was like on Rafael Palmero. No, I forget. He was on the Mets, I believe. Uh, was, yeah, he was on the Mets. But I, I just remember hearing that story and being like, "How? How do you know someone that's experienced that?" 
They walked in on their favorite baseball player fucking their wife. That sounds like a fake story. It's stand-up comedy. Yeah, but come on, don't lie. You don't need to make up stories. Tell <laughs> jokes, write jokes, embellish stories a little bit. Sure, I'll allow a lot of for, it. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll I'll allow for a, a little bit of embellishment, but come on, you just that sounds completely made up. And so Bert does and this Tom friend. are the kings of fucking embellishment. Well, Bert is by far more of an embellisher <laughs> than Tom. One thousand percent. He even admits to it. He talks about it. Yeah, on, which is fine as long as you're upfront about it. I don't care. Who the True. fuck I, keeps I, calling I, me? Tell them to go fuck their mother. Some nine, some, like oh, telemarketers. I've been getting so many nine seven. I've never gotten nine seven two area codes calling me ever, even though I grew up in that area code. No. But the past two weeks, it's like nine seven two nine nine seven eight seven nine eight. Uh, we have. Uh, your car warranty and i'm a giant asshole <laughs> dude you know what i get a lot now because i have the same first name as my father Ooh, i get you know my dad's in his 70s he's owned his house you know his house is paid off blah 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 my, his and my mom's house um i get phone calls all the time from galveston county real estate people that are looking to flip my parents house they leave voicemails and send me text messages about buying my house, like, you know, my quote unquote house, my parents' house. Yeah. Trying right. to flip it because apparently Texas City is going through some kind of fucking renaissance that I don't understand, but it's happening. It's a coastal town has jobs and it's also it uh, jobs, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably got a decent ish school district. You can go, you can move there and make a life for yourself, squirt out a couple of beeries. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not berries, but somebody else can squirt out a couple of fucking chomas. You know what I'm talking berries. about. You're talking about, you know what I'm talking about? A couple of Collins, a couple of <laughs> those guys, Dustin Barrett's. You know what I mean? Dustin Barrett. Isn't that his name? Dustin, Dustin buddy, Barnett. Barnett. That's it. That's it. <laughs> he lives in Denver. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you see, it's all those people. You know, you know, it's funny. I went and visited him like in Colorado. A couple years ago when I went to Colorado. Oh, and, you went and you hung out with them? Bro, I thought that we were going to be like fucking balling out. And all we did was play fucking video games. And I was just kind of like halfway through it. He looks at me and he goes, where do I know you from? Oh, my fucking God. And I was like, Beery. And he was like, oh, you, are you from what's that? Friendswood? Is that where you're from? Or nearby no, you? Texas okay. City. We were from Texas. I forget what he said. He said like he said a like a different town than Texas City, but friends with the town near us. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not. No. He's like, oh, do we go to college together? I was like, no, I just know you from through Beery. We just met. We met in New York and he was just like, oh, okay, cool. And literally I'm in his house with like hanging out, sitting next to his wife for like an hour and a half before he figures out who the fuck I am. That's was, fucking hilarious. It was super funny. Holy we, shit. He just like, like saw I was going to Colorado said, hit me up. And I'm like, this dude fucking balls out. Let's hit. I'll hit him up. See what's good. And then we just like played video games. And then he was kind of just like, who the fuck is this guy? Wait, oh, why is this half, guy here? Like, why did, <laughs> 
Well, he was. I he knew I was there because he invited me over. He well, invited no, no, me no. over. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I didn't just show up. He invited me over. But be a lot happened- funnier if you did. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. All right, embellishment. I just show up to this For guy's comedic house. purposes. I just I showed fucking up. Fucking googled his address. Yeah, I paid. <laughs> I paid a private investigator two dollars on the internet to get his phone number, which then led me to his address. So. I just kind of showed up. I was like, hey, I'm here. And he was very friendly. He has a Middle Eastern sort of outlook on hospitality. Oh, yeah. Takes people he's, in. He's a good guy, man. I, yeah, he's I, super. We had a blast. I mean, for the most part. theater with that kid. He, I mean, we, we bet a lot. We have a lot in common. We both like to build Legos. <laughs> play some video games. I don't really play that, that many video games, but. Uh, I will. I will play video games, yeah. especially Nintendo. Why not? Dustin uh, recently went to the Renaissance Fair. I'm so. sure he did. That Congratulations, like he do. Dustin. <laughs> I think I saw that on Instagram. So for a long time, there was this. I I, I think it was this family joke that his dad used to tell because his dad's a really funny guy, Mark Barnett. Shout out. Um, his dad used to always tell this story about how the doctor accidentally messed up filling out his birth certificate and accidentally put an S instead of a D. So his actual legal name is Sustin Barnett. (laughs) (laughs) And so Dustin rolled with that shit for years. Yeah. Hell yeah. He always was talking about like, yeah, when I make, when I have my fucking film company, it's going to say the title is going to say a film by Sustin J Barnett. I'm going to go by Sustin when I'm a man. And then like (laughs) one day his sister was like, you know, that's bullshit. Right. And he was like, what? She was like, dad's just joking. Your name is not Sustin. Your name is fucking Dustin. Here's your birth certificate. (laughs) Dad's just fucking with you. That's so <laughs> funny. That's so funny. Oh, you know, we were like <laughs> 17 when he found that out, too. Oh, Not, my we, God. We weren't like 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were like 17. And Dustin was like planning his future uh, fucking film production company and writing scripts as Sustin J. Barnett. That's so funny. That's so fucking great. <laughs> you imagine 17 years old? You realize your name is not your name. <laughs> like, you're like, what? <laughs> uh? <laughs> no. You know uh, who has a funny little, she's going to get mad at me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, who has a little funny little uh, um, uh, birth certificate drama is my mother. Oh. Her, na- her name is not Donna. What is it? Madonna, baby. Oh, yeah. Yes. Lady Madonna, children at your feet. <laughs> she gets so mad when I tell people that. She, she, I think I think she might have even changed her birth certificate to say Donna. Oh, because no. she hates Madonna. So I'm, maybe I should move on before I get a nasty. Te- mo- a oh, no. Bunch the of title of this episode te- is Lady Madonna Butterfield. <laughs> God, she's gonna kill me. No, that can't be. That can't be it. I will definitely hey, get killed. Us and our thirteen <laughs> listeners know the truth now. <laughs> she gets so mad when I tell people that. She always, she always tells me my. I think it was like 
uh, forgive me if I get it wrong, mom. But I, the way I remember it is like my third grade Sunday school teacher would never stop calling me Madonna. <laughs> I want to know how your mom felt in 1984 when Madonna put out Like a Virgin and became a global superstar. I can tell you, not great. <laughs> she wasn't psyched about it at all. She was like, great. Now this embarrassing name is even more embarrassing. <laughs> not great. She did not feel good about it at all. She gets even more mad when you bring that lady up. <laughs> oh, uh, own boobs herself. It's like, Madonna's cool. No, she's not. My mom doesn't sound like that, but <laughs> your mom's like, no, she's not. No, Madonna doesn't sound like that. She she's got a twinge, hard. a twinge of an accent, but not she, nothing crazy. I would say she has a pitch of an accent. Yeah, when I take that, when I do an impression of her, I have an accent, but it's not fair because I don't think it really exists. <laughs> Dude, when I do impressions of my mom. It sounds nothing like that woman. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom is just probably you've met my mom. You know how she yeah. talks. I mean, she's, she got a little bit of a twang. She got a, I guess. She got a twang, you know, like you. Hey, yeah, shit, old shit. But when I do an impersonation of my mom, it is straight up. Get over here, you shit ass, you <laughs> motherfucker. It's not how she sounds at all. Like, you always make it sound like your mom just curses like a sailor. She does. Oh, and okay. She did when I was growing up. Oh, she yeah. She tries not to now, and she gets mad at me for cussing. I'm 33, and she's like, <laughs> I don't know where you heard those words. And I was like, you and your best friend, Nola. My mom's best friend, Nola, literally, <laughs> no shit, used to, like, as a fucking small boy, would pull me to the side and be like, hey, Matt, go up to your mom and call her a pussy. No! <laughs> Which is my mom's least favorite word in the world. Yeah, moms don't like that word. No. I, can tell, I can tell you from experience. Moms do not like that word. But whether it's your mom, my mom, my friend Patrick's mom, they do not like that word. No. So Nola sends me across the yard. I go up to my mom like, hey, mom, you're a pussy. Oh, my God. My mom goes, what the Damn it, Nola! <laughs> Nola sounds like my aunt Debbie. My aunt yeah. Debbie uh, bought me a gun when I on my ninth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was a PB gun. Hey, but you nonetheless, know, shoot but your like, eye out, kid. Yeah, <laughs> a red rider, a red raider, whatever it's called. Oh man, um, <laughs> good times, great moms. oldies. Love moms, love moms. It's um, so funny as you grow up now and like we don't have kids, but yeah. we are adults, and you just start to figure out like all oh, these revered people that we thought were like these these old men and women are were like thirty year olds just trying to figure it the fuck out. It's so. Uh, surreal to me that I am the age my parents were when they had me. I, yeah, yeah. 33, that's when they had me. Yeah. They were both 33 years old. My and they've been was, trying for years. My dad was 36 and 40 and my mom was 22 and 26. All right, Hal, pulling it in. Nice. Oh, yeah, dad, uh, 
dad met that cute girl at the bowling alley and <laughs> the bowling her. alley awesome yeah. I love my mom it. was working at the bowling alley i'm sure she was serving up beers putting out cigarettes <laughs> yeah and my dad was the police sergeant in town oh my god in 1980 and he's going through a divorce and he meets this 95 pound redhead at serving beer at the bowling alley and four months later they nice. got married nice i love it that's like cohen brothers characters <laughs> right. i love it <laughs> i love it no wonder they like raising arizona so fucking much it's like one of my mom's favorite movies well it's also just a fucking great movie that movie oh, it's a banger so much ass every single frame of that movie is good not a not a moment is wasted it's a banger God. of a film and especially when you learn that Nicolas Cage based his performance off a of wild E coyote. It's just like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I love weird actors and they're weird shit. Oh, yes. I love it when it works. <laughs> I think when I think about like the entire scope of a career, I never think of them like this, but I honestly think the Coen brothers, when I think about, what I feel about every film they've made compared to other directors. And you think about how, how you feel about every other film they made. I think the Coen brothers might be, if not the, my favorite top two or three favorite directors, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just feel like everything they have is a fucking masterpiece. Even their not great movies are fucking amazing. Yeah. Like hail Caesar, not a great movie in my opinion. But you look at every frame and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. It's a gorgeous movie full of gorgeous people. Although I didn't like that one as much, mainly just because it focuses on Hollywood. And I feel like they are at their best in the Midwest or or yeah. in, in the desert. Or just dealing with people that aren't in a high, high status. Yes. Yes. It was like my favorite, my I don't think I'm not saying I've said this before on the podcast. I'm not saying it's the best movie of all time, but my favorite movie of all time is the big Lebowski. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm one of those. I get it. And I just think that they deal so well with people with low status. It's oh, society. Yeah. it's who they know. Yeah. Like raising Arizona, low status people, big Lebowski, low status people, Fargo, Fargo, Fargo low status no country for old men low status inside lewin davis low status yes yes fargo is i watched that all the way through for the first time during the pandemic that i mean which is nuts to me i i, I was just watching it thinking like oh i'll watch fargo again and then i got like 20 minutes in and i realized i've never seen this part of this movie and i and i watched the rest of it obviously and it's like I've never seen the Midwest captured better. Ah, they yes. the the food those people eat. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Even just down, you see them at the buffets, and they are just putting so much food on their plates. And they're all like, I mean, the women are are in that movie at least. Are, are I mean, they have hips, I guess, sort of, but like they just fucking house that food. And it's so awesome to see. I mean, the weather, the desolation, just the the how isolated everyone is because of their surroundings. Yeah. That weird Asian dude at the hotel. God, everything about it is just like, how do you come up with this shit? Like, it's just so fucking good. Young Steve Buscemi. Yes. They're so good at 
creating a universe for their films. Yes. Like every movie they have takes place in a super fucking distinct, super specific time and place with insanely specific people. Yes. And it's so like no country for old men. Yeah. I mean, that's based off a book, but like, but they crushed the fucking adaptation of it. We'll give oh, them the credit. I mean, I read the book. I'm going to tell you, I'd rather watch the movie than again than read the fucking book. Like, <laughs> it's one of those where it's like the movie is just as good as the book, in my opinion. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm crazy. That's and, and that's rare, in my, I think. Like, extremely. Like, I'm trying to think of another. I used to have a really good. Oh, the hunt, the hunt, the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games are like that. The movie's, the movie's really fucking good. Yeah. And frankly, the movie gives you more than the book does. Yeah. Which is because they created such a dope fantasy world. Oh, yeah. And she did, too, in the books, but she never explored it. At least at least in the first book, I got to say, I, I, yeah. I, or maybe the first and second. I never really got I lost interest by the second book, uh, like halfway through the second book, because it was just like, man, all of this is in first person. And I can just go watch the movies and see other things that are happening around them, but right. and not just Katniss Everdeen. Like, like Katniss Everdeen is great, but I don't want to just read. I went through this. I went through this. I fell down the gorge. I killed this person. Blah blah blah. It's like, come on, show me, show me that you've built this world. Let's see some stuff in it. Yeah, <sighs> I love that. I get the same feeling from watching Hunger Games that I get from like Harry Potter, which obviously the Harry Potter movies are nowhere near as good as the books. No, no. But in terms of like almost getting, I it's like, you can kind of see how people become so obsessive about those things mm -hmm. because the more you think about like the little details, it's just like the more it, it's so fleshed out that it feels real. Like, oh yeah. All the fucking twists and turns and shit in like Hogwarts castle. Yes. So cool, especially as the movies go on and you can see that all the other directors were tracking what the other directors were doing. It's not a different castle every time, even though it might look a little bit different because the style has changed for the direct, the set dressing has changed, but like it built on top of itself. And by the time it's over, it's like we have this thing that is real in everybody's mind. Yeah, everybody knows what everybody knows what Hogwarts looks like. Yeah. And like Diagon Alley. Um, mm. What's the dark one? The uh, the dark wizardry. Uh, Durmstrang. Yeah. No, that's right? the uh, that's the that a form of theater. <laughs> no, Durmstrang is a uh, a school. It's the other alley that you go to buy dark art shit. Oh, 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 I God. forget. If Andrea was here, she'd be screaming it at me. Oh, Andrea, why are you mad at why are you mad at Andrea? Oh shit. <laughs> so Andrea's been going back and forth with the building trying to get some concessions on our behalf. Mm -hmm. And there were some issues in the apartment when we moved in that we never got fixed. Uh-huh. And now that like she's trying to get concessions from the building. She brought them up and they were like, well, you never put in a service request for those. So she put in a service request for every single one of them today. 
So I'm on the employee. She and then she goes to shoot a wedding in Central Park at the Central Park Boathouse. I'm on the employee shuttle from Terminal D to the employee parking lot. And I get a call from the front desk and I'm like, hey, Carl, what's going on, man? And he's like, hey, the uh, the service team is at your apartment. Do we have permission to enter? I was like, the service team? What? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, for the service request you put in today. And I was like, oh, I'll be home in 45 minutes. And he goes, okay, I'll tell him to wait and meet you there when you get there. I was like, okay. And I'm holding her at home. I'm just like, God damn it. I just worked 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. I've been up for 12 hours. I got to go home and be surrounded by workers. Bro, I feel your pain. Dude, so like I come and I get home and I, walk, I tell them, I say, hey, give me a few minutes. I'm going to walk the dog, but I'll leave the door unlocked for you so you can get started. I don't even know what all shit she's reported. I know like yeah. a couple of things off the top of my head. But then, like, I come in and there's four dudes in here all working on something different, all asking me questions. And I'm like, my brain is fried. Dude, yes. Work. And, like, I'm no longer actually mad at Andrea. But when I texted you that, I was fucking furious. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, watching those dudes is a fucking full-time job. I just went through all of that shit, making yeah. sure they actually get it done. Yeah. Like making sure like, it's just like, that was why with my apartment complex that I'm in now, I was such a fucking nightmare for them because it was just like, well, your maintenance guy just walks away if I'm not home. So I have to be here to observe him, which has turned into a full-time fucking job. And I'm starting a brand new full-time fucking job. And I don't have time to babysit a grown-ass man. I moved and, to this fucking town to teach your goddamn 11 and 12-year-olds how, yeah. how to do Meisner. And you can't even give me a working bathtub, you cunts! I mean, it's just like I'm saying, like, are you serious? You, you're mad at my attitude. You think <laughs> I have a bad attitude because there's shit coming out of my bathtub and you won't answer the phone. It kills me, man. It kills me. Fuck all landlords. Where will you be when the revolution comes? You pieces of fucking shit. You call love- yourself lords. You're not my lord. There is no lord. <laughs> I love how passionate your hate is for, like, certain people. Oh, man. Once it's it's hard to unseat. It's hard to get rid of whenever I have it. I saw some new maintenance guys walking around the parking lot on my way in today. (laughs) And uh, I was just like, that's right. That's right. That's damn right. New people. I want to run down a list of... I'm thinking of three off the top of my head. Three people or types of people that you just absolutely despise that uh, you, uh, that I don't you know can't, if I want to do this. Uh, no, hold on. This is fun. This is fun. Okay. I promise. Okay. Elon Musk. I don't. Okay. You have a way way. You have my internet opinion about him. <laughs> I don't really care about Elon Musk. Also, a lot of the shit I used to care about. I don't care about ever since this last month working at a school. <laughs> I don't. It's like I watch. I watch John Oliver and I'm just like, what do you want me to do about it, John? What do you want me to do? I've got a job. I, I, I work five days a week. I put in 50 hours in four days. Uh, like, 
I put in another. It, well, I mean, it's I mean, I literally I've been putting in 60 hours a week. Yeah. Like, well, what am I supposed to fucking do about Afghanistan, John? I know Joe Biden sucks. I had to vote for him. What was I supposed to do, John? Leave me alone, John Oliver. So John Oliver is kind of on that list right now. <laughs> John Oliver's on the shit list right Something now. I never thought I would say, but it's just I watch this show and I, I halfway through, I usually turn it off because it's just like I can't handle this guy yelling at me right now. It's just I can't <laughs> listen to it. I don't care. Of course, Afghanistan is fucked up. Like, of course it is. What it like? Of course it is. It's Afghanistan. I, I think it, Afghanistan roughly translated means fucked up shithole. I mean, I feel I mean something really bad happened there today, so maybe we should chill out. But like, yeah, true. Uh, but like, man, it's like that it that kind of shit is just like getting on my nerves when I watch it now. However, I will say on John Oliver this week, your boy Jim Adler shows up on this the episode. The Texas Hammer. The Texas Hammer. And twists of all twists, Jim Adler is not the bad guy in that segment, which was not what I expected to hear when I saw that John was going to start talking about him. Oh, bro. When you said Jim Adler, I was like, oh, God, what'd he do? Yes, immediately. It's like, (laughs) oh, how many kids were in the basement? Like, like, what did he do? There's no way that guy isn't doesn't have like some sort of cabal of something going on that guy <laughs> is so rich so rich so one thing john oliver pointed out is that jim adler spends 100 million dollars on those ads 100 million dollars is his ad budget his Bro, ad budget you listeners can't see me but my mouth is a gate <laughs> His ad budget is 100, especially when you look at his commercials. Yeah. It's like, really? You spent $100 million on these? Did you get run over by a truck outside of a job site? Did you lose your legs? To, did you lose your legs working at the scissor factory? Call me. I'm Jim Adler, the Texas hammer. My favorite are his commercials in Spanish where he does nothing to affect his harsh texas accent while speaking spanish (laughs) yo carol to de niro (laughs) el hammer (laughs) i'm jim adler el tejas hammer literally matt literally it's like it's just like yes dude fucking tap into that demographic bro (laughs) <laughs> they need Dude, lawyers too. My friend Rob Medina, um, when he was going to law school, we he would joke around about because we had this um attorney in my hometown that like his real name is Charlie, but when he decided to run for mayor, he changed his name to Carlos and like really leaned into his Hispanic heritage. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we were joking around with Rob about that he should do that for business. <laughs> and so we started coming up with taglines and stuff for him. And I said, Roberto Medina, the Hispanic Titanic. Nice. Okay. That's sure. going to be his law firm. Uh, it hasn't come to fruition yet. I would imagine not. <laughs> <laughs> apparently the story on John Oliver was apparently there's an Alabama hammer that has <laughs> 
copied Jim Adler's act frame by frame. Shut the front door. And Jim Adler sued that motherfucker for like a hundred million dollars. That's why we know what the budget is. Is because it's on public <laughs> record. And he's like, this is what I've spent on these over the years. This dude stole from me. He's stealing my image. He's stealing my idea. He's even like even stealing the commercials shot for shot. And I'm pretty sure he won the lawsuit. I mean, he's Jim Adler. I don't. That's I mean, what he, he does. Say. That's all what? he does is win lawsuits. So this is net worth only $12 million. I find that hard to believe. That's not. That's a lie. That can't be true. That can't that be true. That, it can't be true. He just yeah. knows. He just knows where to hide his money. He's the Texas yeah. hammer. God, he right. hides it in a bunch of hammers. God, his house it. is just full of hammers. Like Jim, why you got so many hammers? Well, I'm the Texas hammer. And every time, every hammer you go inside, it's just full of money. You break it open, it's full of money. He's like, he's like, pick up that hammer, okay? Now hit the wall. Money falls out of the wall. <laughs> now hit me in the face and then he just starts shitting out dollar bills hundred dollar bills god damn Dick, jim adler dude i had not thought about that guy in so long and then all of a sudden john oliver is just like look at the john oliver gets that look in his eye like i'm about to show everybody something really crazy that's existed for 30 years <laughs> just for any of our uh new york friends or sure, former yeah. new york friends yeah the new york equivalent to jim adler is Salino and barnes yes 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 there's that yes. jim adler is that much a part of the culture of texas the yeah. same way if you say <laughs> Salino and barnes yeah. injury attorneys 888-8888. Everybody in the bar will start singing along with you. It was a huge to do when they split. And what, then did one of them die? One of them died. Salino died of cancer. Yeah. And then, like the next week, Barnes, Barnes. or one of them, <laughs> Barnes had his fucking ads out for yes. Barnes Law Firm. All the park benches were just pasted over with barns. Yes, and fucking everybody in New York City was like, the nerve. Yeah, like, <laughs> how how dare you stand where he stood? Because they just went through a very messy public breakup of their yes, business. Yes, I lawsuit. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And you think, like, okay, well, when your business partner of 30-plus years is dying of cancer, you think maybe it's time to bury the hatchet. Yeah. Maybe nope. get over it. No, nope. <laughs> I'm going to bury that motherfucker is what I'm going to be doing. That's who's that's who's getting buried. That dead dude. I actually think it was Salino that survived, wasn't it? Maybe I'm not. Now that I'm thinking about it. No, I have to know. I have to know. Yeah, we got to we got to get this right. Celine, I'm telling you, Google. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it. Uh, Google Salino and Barnes who died. So yeah, Salinos move forward. Oh, okay. so it was Salino that was all over the place. Salino it, Law. Either way, it's that's like saying I don't know who's another pair. I don't know. It's like they're the same guy in my mind. Who cares? Yeah, same. Don't fact. <laughs> don't fact check us, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> he was already. He already had Google machine fired up and was halfway through the email before you fact he's like yourself. he's just he's just like nope i'm a lawyer i know i know these guys i'm sure I'm, i wonder if tom knows uh uh jim adler tom if you're listening <laughs> which i know you are because yeah. you're like a, an amazing human person 
Um, <laughs> do you know Jim Adler? Have you ever met Jim Adler at the local at the the annual lawyer convention? Yeah, whenever you guys get together and you all hang out naked and jump in a lake together, was Jim Adler there? Was Jim Adler at Bohemian Grove last year? We have to know. <laughs> Jim Adler Illuminati confirmed. Confirmed. He's in it. Hova. No. <laughs> Nobody gets that joke anymore. Um, <laughs> is Jay Z is Jay Z still considered part of the Illuminati? Remember oh, that whole thing. I, I believe so. I think people's just their influence in the Illuminati wears off over time. But you kind of you kind of become like a where like at one point in your life in your career you're the driver you're in the uh -huh. driver's seat. Well, then you kind of move into like the navigator role. So weren't we talking about Coen Brothers movies? Yeah, so okay. um, Big Lebowski <laughs> is out fucking standing. <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> How did we get here? Uh, speaking of the Illuminati, I've been doing. I've still been doing those fucking ghost tours in uh, in Dallas, and uh, uh, man, oh man! So one of our stops is right outside uh, a, a Masonic temple. Oh yeah. And that shit is creepy, dude. No, it's it's outside the cathedral, and then across the street is the is the temple. And let me tell you, that always brings out the weirdos, dude. The moment <laughs> I start talking about it, you see some dude with a bunch of shitty tattoos from Texarkana. His eyes light up, and he's just like, "Oh, we're talking about the Freemasons. <laughs> Look at all the eyes of Providence. It's the Illuminati." And then, like I, I used to say. Uh, you know, it's kind of they've definitely been around for a long time. So there's a lot of rumors and uh, and uh, there's a lot of rumors and sort of speculation surrounding them and their relationship to the Illuminati. One dude one night just shouts out, they're enemies, they're enemies, <laughs> they're enemies like ISIS like, and Taliban. I was like, all right, they're enemies. Like you said, everyone has their has a theory about these these guys. But then I always point out they run a hospital in Dallas that saved my friend's life and didn't charge their family a dime. So I'm not going to trash talk them too much. Plus, I don't want to be disappeared. So there you go. <laughs> my grandfather was a Mason. Cool. Was your mom was mom or dad's side? Uh, mom's side. Was she one of the rainbow daughters? No. Um, my grandfather was a Mason and I don't think he got off his couch for the last 35 years of his life. So, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> wasn't very involved, but wore the ring. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> it's like, it's, I mean, it seems interesting. I don't know. I, it's a bunch of old dudes. That's what it is. That's have, all it is. Some young people in it. I've, they've tried to recruit me. Well, they don't okay. recruit. There's, they'll tell you they don't recruit, but yeah, yeah, know. sure. No. <laughs> I was uh, Chuck Pasco was a Freemason and he tried to uh, he didn't try, but he invited me. He was like, if you ever want to go to a meeting, let me know. And I was just kind of like, eh, I'm good, dude. I'm 19 years old. Don't really <laughs> see myself. I just read a Dan Brown book. I'm good. I'm going I'm <laughs> to sit this one out. And 19 year old Matt Butterfield knew what the fuck he was talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, same uh, with this guy. I mean, you asked 19-year-old Matt Beery his future plans. I was going to be have a Tony Award and be on Broadway and start my movie career by 30. Boy, was I wrong. Whatever. <laughs> Who cares? 
I got to say, so, um, you know, sometimes this is going to sound weird at first, but go with me. Sometimes I forget how hairy you are. Oh, am I looking a little scruffy? Well, I could just see your taco meat peeking up out of your shirt. And I'm oh, just like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like the opposite of that. I have, I have chest hair, y'all. So I'm just like, oh, man, that's got it. Is that itchy? No. What's, it's, does it, I don't ever even think about it. Was it a problem when you bathe? Like, do you have to like? Why would it be a problem? I don't know. Just run soap over it. Yeah. Well. Okay. Wash it. You ever comb it? No. <laughs> I have. Never mind. I'm not gonna say what I'm about to say. <laughs> he has straightened his pubes, but <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I don't. I don't. I don't want to. If I if I'm taking a thirst trap, I might fluff it up a bit. You know what I mean? Oh, you blow dry it? <laughs> I don't blow dry it. It's just you know you mess it up. Hey, man, I've been very vocal on this podcast. I am a proponent of blow drying your body after a shower. It is one of the luxuries of life. And you, if you haven't done it, you're missing out. I haven't quite gotten there. I just towel off like a motherfucker. Towel off. But then I'm telling you, bro, give yourself a good blow drying. It's going to change your life. My here, Matt, Blow dry the, the boys. <sighs> All that's going to do is make me hot and sweaty, which I already, already do when I get out of the shower. <laughs> so I don't want to. It's just going to make it worse. Your blow dryer doesn't have a cold setting. I don't fucking use my blow dryer. It's got a cold setting. Whatever. <laughs> I'll check it out. I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll Let's see. Not. You're going to text me and be like, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it before. I've done that before, so maybe I will. <laughs> oh, man. You have a don't have me, bro. I don't really have one this week. I kind of had one for uh, uh, John Oliver. And do I have a recommendsy? I do have a recommendsy. It's Drop a weird the theme. one. Though. We're all going to die. It's our only guarantee. Just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on that podcast. Recommendsy. Bro, Benson's Treats and Eats in Athens, Texas, y'all. You got to check it out. It's a crappy little. I shouldn't say crappy because I'm recommending it. It's a <laughs> it's a little uh, fast food restaurant. It's essentially what if Whataburger was also Dairy Queen. It's so good. Damn. It's the food. I had a burger there. Got a little cup, of, a little little scoop of ice cream on my way out the door. And it's uh, it's also drive through. It's super old school. I think it was built in the 40s and they haven't moved. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so and it looks like it was last updated maybe sometime around the end of the 70s on the inside. Um, and the food is solid. The fast food is really good. It's like Whataburger level burgers and then pretty great ice cream, too. Benson nice. Eats and Treats is on South Palestine Road. If you're ever in Athens, Texas, I got to recommend it. I loved it. The That's indoor great. The indoor seating, not too great for fat people. Like I said, built, updated in the 70s. People oh, were skinny. Little, then. Those little booths that are those hard booths. Yes. And uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
Yep. Uh, so at first I was like, yeah, I'll get it for here. Then I looked around. I was like, actually make it to go. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but it's fucking good food. I mean, for what I mean, for what it is, it's really good. Got your option of curly fries, regular fries, seasoned fries, sweet no. potato fries, as oh. well as just like all sorts of, you know, burgers, fried chicken sandwiches. It's just the it's the shit. And Sweet then it also has a bunch of hippies. I know, right? That's very like Austin of them. That Aww. was clear. That was clearly like a like somebody like swooped in and was like, "You should have this." Like yeah. some some woman with armpit hair. She just like, spent her. She just finished her first semester at UT. Yeah. Her fucking uh, college professors really opened up her eyes. Yes. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, <laughs> So yeah, Benson treats and eats. I recommend it, y'all. You got anything, brother, brother man? I we talked about this last week on the pod. I'm gonna make it an official recommendzy because I didn't give the YouTube channel name, but everybody check out Gillian Keeves. Gillian Keeves. Gillian Keeves. Shane Gillis's. Uh, I don't know his partner's name, but I'm assuming it's Keeves. Somewhere uh, around Keeves. Somewhere around Keeves. 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 Keanu Reeves. Who knows. It's not Keanu Reeves, but um, Gillian Keeves YouTube channel, Shane Gillis, um, his sketches. Oh, yeah. His YouTube sketches. So fucking funny. Donald Trump speed dating. Only fans, dad. <laughs> Only like, fans, dad. I was just about to talk about Only fans. Dad. <laughs> it's so good. Did we so talk about good. O- Did we talk about Only fans, dad last week? I forget. Uh, we did, yeah. Okay, damn it. I wanted to talk about it again because it's so good. <laughs> There's one where like he had like his he, him and his wife have their other couple friends over and they're like playing board games and drinking, but he's got to go to bed because he's got a he's got a patrol he's a police officer he's got to patrol the early shift or whatever, uh-huh. and then like in the middle of them still drinking and partying, he starts sleepwalking, but he's got his gun. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Fucking oh great. my god! <laughs> <laughs> so what's it called again? Drop it one more time. Gillian Keeves on uh, YouTube. Gillian Keeves, y'all, check it out. Check it out. So I don't really have a don't at me, bro. I'm feeling good. I'm also feeling kind of like I'm running out of gas a little bit, and I gotta go see this movie now. I'm kind of regretting having bought this ticket, but <laughs> uh, maybe I just won't go. Is that an option, Matt? How much did you spend on the ticket? Like six bucks. Yeah, that's definitely an option. Eight bucks after fees and taxes. Oh, Jesus. Well, never mind. You got to go. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I also told my my kids I was going to see it this week, and I feel like if I show up and I haven't seen it, they're going to be like, you're a liar. (laughs) Actually, I know exactly that that's what they'll do. You're a liar. Uh, We don't trust you anymore. Yeah. Um, You lied to me just like my father. No, no, we're going to stop talking about it now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So do we have a mailbag mailbag mailbag? Still no theme guys. I don't know what to tell you. The Butterfield eight is on strike. Um, (laughs) Sons of bitches. We fucking never let them unionize. That was a bad move. Wait a minute. Hold on. Monica Goff. This is us, right? 
Who the fuck is Melissa Rogers? This is spam. Ah. She's yeah, hitting us up, though. She wants to be our top mentor. We're calling you out, Melissa Rogers. Hey, Melissa Rogers from Wisdom Conversations That Matter, Wisdom App Team. What do you think she's going to tell us? Uh, sign up for this platform. It only costs $1,000 a month. Do some. It's designed for folks like you so you can monetize. Ooh, that'd be nice. Dude, email her back. We'd be a good fit for the comedy. All right. Maybe we could get some fucking monetization going. All right. All right. Yeah. Then I can quit my job. God, maybe me too. <laughs> May though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. That's cool. I'd yeah. Like no, money uh, doing this. no, 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 nobody else though. No, no, um, uh, no, don't at me, bro. On my end, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the happy pills. Feel okay. Happy Peels feel great. Yeah, they feel so good. You got to take them, y'all. One thing, this dude. Okay, I'll I, a, a mini. Don't at me, bro. Well, butrin, bro. If you miss a a dose, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's literally like, I, I it's hard to describe. It's it's like old Matt comes back in a day. Old depressed Matt, like 2019 Matt is back in like a like an hour the moment i miss it it's nuts and Dude. i just sleep and i'm like and i can't get awake and it's just like oh my god this, <laughs> this is a powerful drug <laughs> yeah Whatever this shit I'm on, dude, I had a similar experience. I forgot to take it before going to work one day, and I found myself walking between terminals, and I had concocted a fucking entire scenario in my head that where both my terminal directors and my GM were working against me, and I was planning out the monologue I was going to do to all three of them. And then I like stopped in the middle of the hallway, and I said, you forgot to take your fucking medicine. Yep. I literally had to get one of those uh, like Monday through Friday pill boxes just so I could make sure I'm actually do- taking it when I need to take it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like it's just a mess. Yeah. It's crazy. I've been like Holy last week. Shit. Yeah. What? Uh Oh, dude. So I forget <laughs> with this job. No, <laughs> you, you would know if I forgot um, <laughs> with this job. I have com- I don't know what day it is. I don't know where we are in the month. I just like live in this haze of apartment airport, apartment airport, apartment airport. Yeah. I live in this haze. My sister's birthday was three fucking days ago and I didn't call her. Oof. God. Damn did, motherfucker. Did, did you just realize that right now? Just now. Oof. Just fucking now. Live on the pod. Live on the pod. Wow. And, uh, this is a Matt on Matt exclusive. This is a Matt on Matt exclusive. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> we're talking about hashtag my struggle. Well, well hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not steal from other way more famous podcasts. I know. And, it was just and very Hitler. funny. <laughs> it was just so fucking funny. Today's episode of your mom's house, everybody. It's fucking Jesus. They're talking to her. They're spitballing names for Christina's new special. And she's like, I don't know. You know, uh, 
with you know my injury and having the kids i'm just really thinking of naming this uh special my struggle and um i think it'll really resonate with a lot of people and um, i think down the road i'll turn it into a book and her very jewish producer was like uh that's probably not a great idea and she's like and we'll do it in different languages i know germany will love it <laughs> This is also an ethnically Jewish woman saying this is a woman whose pa- whose family fled the Holocaust and uh, denied and got rid of all of the evidence of their Jewish heritage uh, yeah. just to survive. That's that's a thing that happened. Yes, it is that they, that she always just kind of brushes over it. But it's just like, yo, that's crazy traumatic. Yeah. No wonder you are so fucked up. And you no wonder your parents were so fucked up. They were dealing with that. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's so hardcore. Yeah. Like she they, like they did such a thorough job of getting rid of it that she didn't even like think about it. I don't know. I just think it's funny. The first time I learned that it was just like, yo, that's a big fact. That's like a big fact. Yeah, it's like like people make documentaries about their lives when they learn that about themselves. <laughs> yes, they. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Do yes, and they and it's like gripping biographies. Like you go back and you learn what your grandmother did and how she survived and how your grandfather abandoned her and went and started a whole new family and now he's got like you've got all these cousins and brothers that you didn't know about and it's just like. There's a Jesus. shot of you crying over a big leather bound book in the New York public library. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's an establishing shot of you walking past the lions and the pigeons fly up from your feet as you walk into the monumental arches of the New York public library. And then you, you made a special phone call to get into the restricted section with all the family histories. Yes. And they pull out a giant leather bound book. All the pages are yellow and brittle and they fly it down in front of you and dust flies everywhere and you open it and you're going through it and tears slowly start to roll down your face because you see your grandmother's name but she's crossed out her last name and written a new more americanized sounding name and you're just like oh my god her, her given name was goldberg wits she she and this she is now it to johnson and now we're talking about this woman who's going through that, who, or who would be going through that if she was normal in, in any sense at all. She's like, I think I'm going to name my comedy special after Hitler's book. <laughs> Hi, like, Hitler. Good God. Well, yeah, that's a whole meme on the show. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, y'all. Uh, you can follow us at Matt on Matt Pod on Twitter. Follow me at Waterfield on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Matters on Instagram. Uh, hit me up at Matt on, at MattButterfield.net. And I think that's all of my stuff. At MattBerry06 on all the social media. Matt on Matt Pod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. We want to touch we, your butts if you're yeah. in. Hey, if and if you're ladies, you can send us boob pics. If you're if you're men, we don't want to be sexist, so you can also send us pictures of your penis. Only but, the queens and kings above eighteen. But yeah, and you have to be above eighteen. We really want the men, the the women to send it, but the men can send it too because we can't be sexist. And yes, I know this is a Harris Whittles joke, but he's dead, so I can make it. Yes, and also women, um, boob pictures accompanied with a driver's license, a valid yes, ID yes. showing that you are a queen above eighteen. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So I think that's it. Is that all? That's it. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. That's the. And that's news to us. (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck?